Rachel pulled the molten glass from the heat, liquid bright. She closed her lips over the end of the pipe and blew. It still took her full lung strength to force the first tiny bubble of air into the glass, beginning its transformation. Then, back for more heat. Blowing was easier now. Just a steady, gentle breath. And again all the while rolling the pipe in her hands. Glass had to be kept turning or it would stretch and blob out of shape. It was all centrifugal force, second nature to her now, moving without thinking. More heat, then three steady strides across the polished concrete floor, pipe held level to the chair she had made, its steel arms for supporting the pipes rather than for comfort. She cut the glass with a cherry wood block, shaping its surface, rolling the pipe back and forth with the palm of her hand. Then heat again, the glory hole. Resting the pipe in the trolley, pushing it forwards with her boot, her goggles reflecting orange. She stood tall and swung the pipe, dropping it out, using gravity to elongate the vessel. Heat, breath, turn, move. There was a rhythm to it. She could do it in her sleep. Indeed, her dreams often were of glass. Outside, the unsettling wind that had hung around for days had finally stilled. The floor-to-ceiling windows gave her a clear view up the slope to the bluff. Straggly ironbarks and mahogany gums clung on. She could see only trees and rock, nothing man-made for miles. Lorikeets chirruped and squawked in the treetops, little rainbows, every one of them, more beautiful than anything she could make. She flattened off the base, pushing the wet paddle against the glass until it steamed and smoked. It was two parts mechanical, turning out identical vessels, but some magic remained. The old alchemy of combining the elements, earth, fire, air, water. With the world changing so fast, it was grounding, something she could control. And with sand in short supply, every piece was precious. Rachel opened up the vessel with the tip of the tweezers and teased out the shape, the glass fluting and flaring at her touch. It was the most delicate part of the process and the most pleasurable where she still lost herself every time. When the spirit of each piece emerged and took its final form. It had been love at first sight with glass on a school excursion. There were all sorts of artists at the studio working wood, metal, clay, canvas and paper, but Rachel never left the hot shop. It might have had a little to do with the glass blower's tattooed biceps, the contradiction in the delicate spheres he shaped with his breath. Like the paradox of glass itself, so tough in molten form, so fragile on the shelf. She touched a drop of water to the baseline, watched it fizz and tapped the pipe. The vessel, an oversized drinking glass, dropped safely into her hot mitt. A flash with a blowtorch to smooth the break, pressing in her stamp, and it was done. She set the finished piece next to the other five in the annealer, 
their colours already deepening. They needed two full days to call, too quick, and the glass would lose its clarity, shatter too easily. It was her most popular combination, the rich blue working magic with the opacity of the white, like a swirling, cloud-flecked sky. She tidied her tools and refreshed the timber water buckets. At the tub, she removed her goggles, splashed her face with water, and scrubbed her hands, wiping them on the front of her overalls. Last week's batch, her purple rain vases were ready to send out. She wrapped each one in a sock of eco-foam and slipped them into their individual recycled cardboard boxes. Every box was stamped with her mark, the stylized phoenix she'd come up with in her art school days, refined by a highly paid designer in her exhibition and biennale days.